0: Sir, are you ready to step up your game? Two-man show, Adam Azor Heath Cummings today. You got to bring
1: it, son. I think it would always be better if it was just me talking. Well, what about me? Do I be like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're 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 great. I yeah, just you, you up. Like you can't you can't, can't karsh kari can't be Karch Karai without somebody setting. What, who? What? Sand volleyball. Sand volleyball. Of course.
0: Why not? Welcome to Sand Volleyball today, or whatever I just said. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It is Thursday, May 4th. Oh, it's Star Wars Day, and I have, I have episodes 4, 5, and 6 set on my DVR so I can finally... Why? Because, Heath, I'm telling you, like, it's not as bad as we
1: thought. It's not as bad as we thought. No, you haven't gotten to what's really bad, I don't think. What? I've, I've seen episodes 1, 2, and 3. I'm not watching those. I'm not interested in those. Okay, I'm sorry. I was confused by what you're saying. You are watching the, yes. the original three.
0: Yes, cause I've only
1: watched the new three. Okay.
0: I, I need to, I need to see specifically Empire and Jedi, you know, cause I just like a few months ago watched New Hope, whatever. Anyway, look, Cole Hamels, Corey Kluber, Cindergard. we're going to talk about this. We need pictures. We're going to give you some pictures to take a look at. Uh, one that I picked up that, I don't think is all that good, but it's a necessity for my roster because that's what we've got with pitchers right now. I do think this is unusually bad, Heath. I, this is bad.
1: We just have – let's can we address the elephant on Twitter? Oh, God. Chris Towers? I mean, what the absolute hell. <laughs> Laying in bed with a tummy ache, listening to the podcast, tweeting at us because we won't tell him he's right because pitchers are getting hurt.
0: Yeah, he, he tweet stormed me. I don't even know what the term is, but he was all over it yesterday. Um, and all right. So we're going to start with that and then we're going to talk about Robbie Ray and, and Samarja. Uh, bullpen stuff, Philly, stuff in the, uh, Phillies bullpen was kinda interesting. Cole Hamels is out at least eight weeks with an oblique strain. Corey Kluber's on the DL. This one might be shorter term. Oh, it'd definitely be shorter than Hamels, but it might not be that long. He's got a back injury. The New York Post speculates that Noah Sindergaard is gonna miss three months with his lat tear. Aaron Nola's back is not improving. He's gonna have an MRI. The White Sox did not give an update on Carlos Rodon. They were like, nope, not updating it, so don't know if he's gonna be back even this month. I have a league with Rodon and Mats on my DL, and Marcus Stroman left last night's start with pain under his armpit. He's downplaying it, and I mean, he did say that the armpit tightness made it tough for him to get extension, and he was bad yesterday. Stroman gave up two Homers five runs in three innings and then left with the arm tightness, armpit tightness. So Heath, we need pitchers. What are we going to do?
1: Um, we're going to probably chase bad two start pitchers and hope they're better than Trevor Bauer was this week.
0: I've got a name that I'm kind of interested in. Okay, Mike Fultonevich. He is twenty. Uh, he's forty two percent owned. Okay, he's more owned than I thought. He's forty two percent owned. And uh, you know, I did an AMA on Reddit. I did it, and I forgot to promote this, and I'm sorry. But we're going to be doing more of these going forward. If you're not familiar with Reddit. R E D D I T dot com. Go there. It's cool. They have a really nice fantasy baseball subreddit where you can learn some interesting stuff, read some interesting articles, and then they have AMAs where, you know, people like us go on and answer your questions. It's like a chat. Uh and Fultanevich was one I got a lot. JC Ramirez was another guy that I got asked about a lot. Scott and I did it yesterday.
1: Did these guys have two starts next week?
0: No, I don't think so. Um yeah. I but know. Fulton is just interesting to me. Like I'm just desperate. If I saw him out there, I might take a chance because we know the stuff and the velocity is pretty good, and this is three really encouraging starts in a row for Fulton Nevich, and two of them have been against Washington and Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, I like he is getting more ground balls, so that's a positive. But you look at his career numbers, and he's right around 8K per nine. He's right around 8K per nine this year. And you look at his career numbers and he's just under three walks per nine and he's just over three walks per nine this year. The big difference for him so far is he's got almost a 76% strand rate and he's got a low Babip. I, I, you're always going to be, or at least I am always going to be more likely to believe in guys that throw really hard. Sure. And so they have a chance to actually figure it out and be really good. But like looking at any other type of metrics, Sierra, FIP, ex-fip, he, he looks very similar to the pitcher he's always been.
0: All right. So, yeah, I'm not throwing him in my lineup or anything. It's more of a stash for me with Fulton Nevich. I think Daniel Norris, if he were out there, I'd take a chance. Yep. Uh, Matt Boyd is, is interesting. He's about 30% owned. He started yesterday.
1: Something I struggle with because I had dropped Blake Snell in a couple of leagues, and I'd mostly benched him everywhere else because he's just so frustrating, and the guy can't get out of the freaking fifth or sixth inning. But as bad as pitcher has got, I'm, I think I'm gonna have to pick him back up in a couple of places. But you can't start Blake Snell.
0: I'm guessing, I'm guessing he has like a 1-5 whip. I don't, I'm gonna look it up right now. But,
1: yeah, but, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's true, but he's, I, I yeah. don't know. 1-5-3. I, I don't know why we'd be considering JC Ramirez and Mike Fulton and saying we can't start Blake Snell. I don't think you're gonna start any of them. I, I think it's... Well, some, like you're gonna have, like, that's the problem. You may have to start some of these guys.
0: Well, I'm not starting Blake Snell in any type of categories league because That's, I don't know. Well, a 3.45 ERA isn't bad, but but the the WHIP is awful and the FIP is 4.99
1: for what it's worth for Blake Snell. Right. Oh yeah, he, he's he's danced around. I thought I think yesterday was one of his better games, okay. and I have a better reason to believe that he could be good than Voltenevich. But
0: I picked up Chris Tillman. Chris Tillman was a top 40 starting pitcher last year. A lot of that was because he went 16 and 6. But I expect like a 3.70. If Chris Tillman's right, I expect about a 3.70 ERA. He can throw a lot of innings. He's not going to reach 200 this year because he hasn't he's going to come off the DL maybe this weekend. Um this is actually a great chance if you're in a weekly league to pick up Chris Tillman. I don't know if he's going to start this weekend. See what he does and then you can make it a, a roster decision based on next week. I hope he starts this weekend. Um but yeah, Tillman's Kind of like Ian Kennedy esque, just sort of solid. Like, yeah, not, uh, not in the way they're going to get there, but but in just the, you know right matchups you can play him. He's a respectable pitcher, and they are just there's a not not exactly uh, over a, abundance of those right now.
1: No, it's um it's it's a very bad pitching landscape. The only thing I would say is don't. And I wrote about this in the trade column yesterday. I don't know that I want to go chasing more pitchers by trading away my good hitters because, like, you're saying, oh, no, pitchers keep getting hurt. I'm going to give away my good hitters to get more of them.
0: Yeah, but there's so many – I just – in all my leagues, I just feel like the hitting is better on the waiver wire than the pitching. So I am willing to trade uh, hitting for pitching. Injuries are part of the game, but I I think
1: this is really unusual. I I know – maybe I'm wrong, but this just feels bad. It's It's definitely unusual. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, we've kind of been trending this direction, and it makes sense. As pitchers continue to throw harder and harder and harder, arms are going to, and other parts of the body. I mean, it's not, you're not just straining your arm by throwing 95, 100, mi- 100 miles an hour. Sure. Yeah. And Guard, I think,
0: is a, is a good example of that. Uh, I'm going to look at other pitchers that are out there. Let's say, you know, around 50% owned or less. Okay. We've got, uh, Jesse Hahn, Alex Wood, Matt Cain, Derek Holland, Miguel Gonzalez. Anyone jump out there? Jesse Hahn, Alex Wood, Matt Cain, uh, J.C. Ramirez, Derek Holland, Miguel Gonzalez. Um,
1: and I think Trevor Cahill falls in that same group. Twenty
0: six percent owned. Yeah, you're. I don't know. I kind of skipped over him. Like I just, he's been went he to the waiver wire
1: yesterday, and I like he. I am not the guy to buy into a 29-year-old doing something they've never done in a way they've never done it. You know that. Yeah. But with the, the names that you just read off to me, like I'd say Alex Wood is pretty easily first in terms of upside. And Miguel Gonzalez I feel a little better about in terms of I don't think he's going to kill you. I don't think he's going to really help you a whole lot either, but I don't think he'll hurt you. Uh, but Cahill's in that group.
0: Okay. Okay. Eduardo Rodriguez is more owned. He's sixty-seven percent owned, but still strikes me as someone who's a little under-owned. Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, if anybody drops Sean Mania, he should be back in like four days. He's eighty percent owned. Kevin got Cotton. Jarrell Cotton. Ugh, Cotton. Uh, I've definitely dropped Jarrell Cotton in the one league I owned him in. He's now fifty-six percent owned. Um, Scott wrote a story about prospects, and he actually included Joe Ross in there. Not that he's a prospect anymore, but that you know he's now a minor leaguer. And Ross is seventy one percent owned. He could turn it around. Jose Barrios is thirty nine percent owned. Not sure when he's gonna come up, but he once again is dominating in triple A. Barrios. So yeah, it's tough. Try to catch lightning in a bottle and stream some good two star pitchers. And and who how about a couple of buy low pitchers? Anybody on your mind that you would consider uh buying low on?
1: Um yeah. I think there are good options. I was not prepared to answer that yeah, question.
0: Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not at either. At that
1: very second, but I, I can find some here in just a second if you uh just fill with a bad name. I I think it's possible that you could buy low on Lester. Yeah. I think it's uh I
0: think you know, I'll I'll stay right there with Arietta. Now you can't buy super low on these guys. You're going to have to give up something good. But Arietta's been interesting cuz his ERA is is pretty bad uh and his first inning ERA Is ridiculous. Let me just get the numbers. Arietta's got a 463 ERA. He's giving up 15 runs per 9 in the first inning. His ERA is 15 in the first inning and opponents are hitting 387. But I think when you look at Arietta and a 463 ERA, you combine that with the bad second half. Maybe that's something there. Maybe he's just not, maybe he's just overrated, but he's not walking guys like he was last year. 9 walks, 41 strikeouts in 35 innings. So I feel like as long as the control is okay for Arietta, he should be fine. And I think he's not, he's not a buy low in that you're going to be able to give up nothing for him. But I think if you have Eric Thames and you were, you know, maybe your hitting is okay and you weren't expecting this, this from Thames, you could, you could make that trade and I'd be cool with that.
1: You know, it's funny. I had Arietta fifth at the start of the year and I'd been a little discouraged by his start. And so I, I hadn't dropped him too much, but I dropped him kind of to the bottom of the top 10. And then all of these injuries happen, and he's back at fifth again. Because <laughs> everybody just keeps falling below him.
0: Yeah, it's bad. I, I don't know that I'd buy low on Danny Duffy. I'm a little worried about the velocity. Um, yeah,
1: I, I would uh, – people are just flat out giving away or dropping both Kenta Maeda and Kevin Gosman. I, I think you have to take a chance.
0: And Jamison Tyone has had three quasi-duds in a row. I mean, last night was really bad. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Tyone guy. I, maybe a little premature. I don't know, but I think he's good and, and I think, you know, three straight starts, not even pitching six innings for Tyone. Last night he said he had great stuff. He said the stuff was great tonight. That's why it's tough. You only get a handful of nights here where you feel that good and crisp and clean and the ball is flying out of your hand. It was poor execution, maybe second guessing some of my shakes and pitch selection. I just need to trust it and go with it. That's what Tyone said. So, you know, right now, still the the numbers aren't bad, 331 ERA, but the production's been bad lately for Tyone. I don't know if he's by low or not.
1: And I'll give you one more name, just because and it will be shocking, because he's old and I bagged on him like the entire year in 2016, but he's being dropped or given away for nothing. And he hasn't been near as bad as his ERA, and that's Adam Wainwright.
0: I saw him on waivers, actually. I thought about picking him up, but I went with – I went with Chris Tillman. I did that because uh, I can stash him in the DL spot.
1: Yeah, I think I I uh chose Wainwright in that same league. Is that the podcast league? Probably. So now one of the listeners is going to get it, and they'll be ahead of me in the waiver order, and they'll get Adam Wainwright. <laughs> I don't think he's there's there's no way he's going to be bad this year. He's got a 3-3-6 FIP and a six one two ERA. I,
0: there's no way that Wainwright's going to be bad. This bad. Oh, this bad. Uh. Also, Charlie Morton. Let's talk about Charlie Morton because this is two really encouraging starts in a row for Morton, who is owned in 49% of leagues. He's a two-start pitcher next week. Eight strikeouts in six innings with one run against Texas. The last outing was four runs in seven innings, but 12 strikeouts, no walks against Oakland. Um Yeah, so he's pitching deeper into games now and
1: slightly. And for 49% owned. How's Charlie Morton looking for you? Um. You know, when the surroundings around you change as much as they have, it can make somebody look a lot better. It's kind of like that thing when you go out to the bar and you are looking to um, find a member of the opposite sex. You you don't go with all of your best-looking friends, right? And wanna, that's a terrible idea. You want to go with a couple of guys that, that make you look a little bit better. And yeah. Now Charlie Morton looks a little bit better. I'm more interested in him.
0: Now, I don't think – See, I would probably want to go with like one guy who's better looking than me and then yes. the the other's not cuz I'm fine with like the second best option. Right. Like, that's kind of my my sweet spot I'd say, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: you're not you're, yeah, I understand. Not, right. not really lead off
0: I, I can't expect like the best looking girl to lower her standards that much. So, right. yeah, you know, you got to play it smart. Uh, all right, well, that's a good little pitching discussion. I think we gave you some names, and, uh, yeah, we got a lot of emails to read later at at com. Let's talk about some standouts from yesterday. Before the show started, we were doing the mic check, and you said one of the most insightful things you've ever said. It was just a mic check, so you didn't know this would come back to you, but you said, Robbie Ray is Robbie Ray, Jeff Samarja is Jeff Samarja, and Blake Snell is
1: Blake Snell. Uh, well said, Heath. Thank you very much. I guess the one pitcher that did something a little different from what we thought. Well, okay. Ray, against that lineup, to have this type of line was very good. But he started struggling and gave up that second run when the lineup rolled over again, going through it the third time. It's been a common theme in his career. Just absolutely dominant the first two times through. I may move Ray up ahead of the Cinder guard, Bumgarner. I don't want to wait on these guys. It's an emergency. Go get him.
0: Ray, okay, Ray goes six innings, gives up two runs, one walk, which was the interesting thing, and ten strikeouts at Washington. There's no doubting the strikeouts, obviously. 49 strikeouts and 36 and a third. He right now, Robbie Ray, is the number 23 starting pitcher in points, number 24 in Roto. Now, look, pitchers gain so many points every start. So a few guys behind him could start tonight, and Ray moves back. So that's a fluid list. But, I, what's you know, you compare it to last year, the walks are still really bad. But last year he had an ERA around 5 or whatever it was, and he had a 1.47 whip. This year it's 1.27. He has a 3.47 ERA. And the big difference is the hits. Only 6.9 hits per nine innings. So I think the question is with Ray, he's still walking everyone last night notwithstanding – can he possibly have a three fifty ERA or even a sub four ERA and a respectable WHIP below one point um, three? Because seven point hits per nine is pretty damn elite. Like, right. c- can he can he keep this up? Well, with, with, this, like, with these walks,
1: one of the reasons that we talked about him so much in the preseason was he was one of the guys that looked the most primed for regression. And yes, I absolutely believe that he can have a mid 3s ERA, no question about it. He's got a 296 bad whip that year, that this year, that doesn't seem that out of line to me. The walks are, if he just gets the walks to where they were last year, then yeah, I, I think a, a whip of one and a quarter, he's never going to be a good whip guy. But, but it, I would, I, I like his odds of having a mid threes ERA much, much, much better than I like his odds of having a whip under 1.3
0: and you got to figure the walks are coming down because three straight years Robbie Ray is 3.5, 3.5, 3.7 walks per nine right now it's 4.5 so that should come down. Um Jeff Samarja is 82% owned. If Jeff Samarja were available in any of your leagues and he just went uh he just went 8 innings, gave up an unearned run but struck out 11 Dodgers. If Samarja were uh, unowned in any of your leagues, you saw him on waivers, would you pick him up? Probably.
1: Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not in my 10 team league. But probably in anything else, and I don't like Jeff Samarja. I think I've made that clear. I, I don't, he's not the type of pitcher that I really want to have on my roster because I, I believe he's generally valued closer to what his good games are and people just kind of gloss over as bad. But again, the landscape has changed. So if, if he's available, most of the guys we've talked about as people we could add on waivers, I'd, re- I'd less rather have than Samarja.
0: Less, Let, less, less rather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you'd rather have Samarja than those guys? All of them. Alright. Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much at this point, and this was a road star for Samarja, but I probably am mostly just starting him at home and seeing, and, pr, and picking spots on the road. Yeah. Uh, and Julio Rios is 92% owned. I made the Blake Snell comparison last time out, uh, last time he started. So this is two starts now. It doesn't get to six innings. And walks four. Is he overowned at ninety two percent, Julio
1: Arias? No, no. I. What, what was he started at? Fifty nine percent. That might be a little high. Like I think he should be almost universally owned, just in case he starts pitching like what we think his upside is.
0: I saw a stat on the Dodgers broadcast last night that I didn't put. in the, I took it out of the notes because I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Maybe you can look it up. But going into the start. The stat was the top four ERAs since the All-Star break last year were Julio Arias, and then I don't remember the order. It was Jason Vargas, uh Irvin Santana, and Clayton Kershaw. But Arias, lowest ERA since the All-Star break. Additionally, I, I think Oral Hershizer said he has like the lowest hard contact rate since then. So that's what – yeah, he doesn't get – he's good. He just – just, is too wild right now, and... Uh, well, and I think the Dodgers rightfully
1: have a short leash on him.
0: Yeah. So if he, like if, we gotta see more from Arias, but if a few more starts, he can't throw six innings, then that ownership's gonna come down, but I don't think we're there yet, especially given what we've already talked about today. <laughs> we need pitchers. Uh, we need dinner i got to ask you, Heath, did you have uh, seared chicken and creamy couscous with olive and raisin sauce or lemongrass burgers and cabbage slaw this week?
1: Uh, this week or last night?
0: Anytime. Because I didn't have both of those last night. But I did. I had one last night. I had one on Monday. I still have my spicy pepper and ricotta calzones with cucumber and romaine salad coming up. That's my Blue Apron week. Three amazing Blue Apron meals. Fresh ingredients delivered to my door with easy instructions. Easy to cook. Creative meals that I I wouldn't ordinarily think to eat. You can have this. You can even have three free meals at blueapron.com slash fantasybaseball. blueapron.com slash fantasybaseball for three free meals. Look. Blue Apron's affordable. Less than 10 bucks per person per meal. There's variety and flexibility. You can customize your recipes every week. And it's something that I just, I really love it. I'm always telling people you need to try Blue Apron. So I'm telling you, try it. Get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash fantasy baseball. That's blueapron.com slash fantasy baseball. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So anybody, uh, stand out for you, Heath, uh, that we haven't talked about yesterday?
1: Uh, Well, I think we've mostly just talked about pitchers, and I would say Carlos Correa stood out to me last night, and I'm glad that he's starting to uh, <laughs> perform in the way that we all thought he was going to.
0: This is the first hitter we're talking about in the
1: entire show. Yeah, and he, he deserves to be because I people have gotten a little bit too low on Correa. He disappointed us last year, let us down because he didn't live up to expectations that maybe weren't quite fair for a 21-year-old. And then he got off to a bad-slash-unlucky start to start this year. I don't have any doubts about Carlos Correa being a top-five shortstop, and I've still got him third. I ran a Twitter poll yesterday asking who, which shortstop will have the most points rest of season, Correa, Turner, or Francisco Lindor. Correa got 20% of the vote. Oh, you didn't put Seager in there? No. Um, I... I just assumed that everybody would rather yeah, have Machado yeah, yeah. and Seager than those three.
0: Oh, I always I always forget about Machado. Uh, yeah. Actually, we have a buy or sell buy. Oh, so what was the what was the result of the poll?
1: Uh, it was pretty close between Lindor and Turner, which I in a points league I'd rather have Lindor. And then Correa was in a distant third with twenty percent. I ranked them Correa, Lindor, Turner. We, I'd be nice if Turner would start hitting somewhere besides sports.
0: I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. I I really am just almost disregarding what he did at course field. And I'm not saying like that Trey Turner isn't good or anything, but I but believe good. I I believe in sophomore slumps. I don't believe that they happen to everyone. But I like this is why I'm backing off Alex Bregman a little bit, Heath. like, You know, I, I made a trade offer in our roto league, straight up my Jake Lamb for Alex Bregman. I think it was straight up. And I it was rejected and counter offered of like an eight person trade. And you know the guy said you know clearly you know he used very clear language that Bregman is going to be better than Jake Lamb rest of season and like i i i agree but not unequivocally you know not oh no, definitely
1: I, I don't think it's clear at all I, I wouldn't trade Bregman for Lamb straight up but but i i was going to trade Lamb for Bregman right i'm saying i wouldn't have agreed to that if i was that guy right okay but I think it's like a forty percent chance that Lamb's better than him rest of the way. Yeah, yeah, so that might, might just be clear at all.
0: Might just be a bad sophomore season. I, I don't think we're there. We're not there yet with Bregman. But don't erase no. that possibility. Because Correa had a bad sophomore season by his standards, and he got hot late. But boy, it was it was a while I think before Correa really was producing for his fantasy owners last year. We'll, we'll
1: be pretty happy if Bregman does what Correa did last year, right? Yeah, I'd say okay. so.
0: Uh, Joaquin Benoit, by the way, so he pitched in a non-save situation. Pete McCannon, his manager, said that he he would have used Benoit for a save on Tuesday if there had been a save chance. He'd like to get Hector Neris back into that role, but he wants him to uh, do some setup work and get back into his groove first. So, look, Benoit, fifth straight year right now with a sub-three ERA. He's walking a lot of guys, but he always keeps runs off the board. So I think if you need saves and Benoit's out there, you should consider it. And I don't think we're worried about Edwin Diaz, right? Okay, so I won't even waste time there. Trivia question for you, Heath. Who's the number one catcher in Roto this year? He's actually sixth in points, but he's number one in Roto. Number one catcher. Number
1: one catcher in Roto. How about Alex Avila? Are you serious? What do you mean? How did you get that? Because he's been on fire lately. Who else? Catcher sucks. Dude, I didn't even
0: notice that Alex Avila has been on fire lately. And then we got a buy or sell about Evan Gaddis, which we'll get to. And I was, I wanted to see where Gaddis ranked. And holy cow, Alex Avila, 25% owned is batting three ninety one with four homers, nine walks, 14 strikeouts. 25% owned, like I said. Alex Avila, do you care?
1: He should be higher than 25% owned because I think more than 25% of our leagues are either AL only or two-catcher leagues, and he should be owned in two-catcher leagues.
0: I don't even think I would drop Francisco Cervelli for him in my two-catcher league. And Cervelli is borderline crap. Like Avila has been a dreadful hitter up until yeah. this year.
1: And Cervelli is what? Borderline, borderline, borderline crap. crap. Borderline I so, If I have a choice between a dreadful hitter and borderline crap, I'll probably take the one that's currently the number one catcher in fantasy baseball.
0: I think I was a little harsh on Cervelli. <laughs> 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 but this is why two catcher leagues are the worst. They are the absolute worst. I did a Twitter poll last night. Here's what it said. It's May 3rd, early in the season. Not a big game. Your favorite MLB team is facing one of your fantasy baseball starting pitchers. Who do you want to win? A, your favorite MLB team, or B, your fantasy starting
1: pitcher? Doesn't this depend on how good your team is? Your fantasy team or your baseball team? Yes. Like, for you, the Yankees are in first place. You should absolutely be cheering for the Yankees every single game. But Stroman was such a big pitcher for me. My team is the worst team in baseball, maybe the history of baseball right now. I'm still cheering for the Royals.
0: Yeah, well, the, the Twitter poll agrees. 55% said you're MLB team. Oh, God. Fantasy sometimes drives me crazy. I'm always rooting for unearned runs. Just give me some some good old-fashioned unearned runs, and that almost never happens, Heath.
1: So how did you feel about Marcus Stroman last night?
0: You know, like, they went down 4 nothing in the first inning. Sabathia was terrible. And I'm like, all right, well, at least Stroman's going to get a win. And then he was awful, and... I guess at the end of the night I was happy, but this sucks. Like Stroman's a pretty important pitcher for me. Uh so hopefully it's not too bad. And he will hopefully not join Aaron Sanchez and J Hap and Josh Donaldson and Troy Twilowitzki on the DL. Alright, let's do so let's talk some hitters here. All rise for Hank Aaron Judge. Three for five with a home run, two RBIs, two runs and a strikeout. He his next five games are on the road, Heath. Let's see how Hank Aaron Judge does on the road. He's been much better at home. He's been fine on the road, but much better at home. Uh, now the Thames watch. Eric Thames got rained out. He is officially yesterday's news. Who cares about Eric Thames? Let's go to Zimmermania! Ryan Zimmerman went 2 for 3 with his 10th double. He has 6 multi-hit games in a row. And Zimmerman is batting 427 with 11 home runs, 10 doubles, 30 RBIs! Woo! And 6, only 6 walks to 22 strikeouts. And one thing I've noticed is when, when a guy gets really hot and he's hitting something like 427, it's just not gonna be that many walks in there. Just replaced by hits. But uh, do you have anything to say about the three players who have their own segment now, Hank Aaron Judge, Thames Watch, and Zimmermania?
1: Uh, Zimmermania, at his current pace, will be a top-ten first baseman for me in about three more weeks. I'm just steadily moving him up every time I happen to look at my rankings. I still don't really buy that he's going to hit more than 25 home runs.
0: So would you take Carlos Santana or Ryan Zimmerman? Santana. Even in Roto? Yep. I I wanted to look it up. I ran out of time, but I I am pretty sure Carlos Santana we can put the slow starter label on him. Okay. But it's to the like it's happened before, but it gets to the point with him where it is so bad that he cripples your team before the playoffs start, like Vado did last year. And you might miss a lot of the good production. You might be eliminated by the time you get a lot of the good production from Santana. Now, I'll say in a points league, he still, I believe, has more walks than strikeouts and is around 12th Santana in points. So, you know, you just deal with it. The peripherals are so good. But in Roto Leagues, unless it's OBP, like, he's just crushing you right now. And I don't know when it's going to stop. It's very frustrating with Santana.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. He's got a 788 career OPS in April. Um, it's not as bad as I thought. 7-10 in May. Yeah, that's bad. Bad in May. So he, he starts okay, but then he gets tired, and then he rests up. And then in <laughs> June and July and August and September, he's just awesome.
0: Okay, good. So look forward to that with Carlos Santana. will take a
1: little break right now.
0: Yeah, that's fine. He's just, just chilling out. Look, it's May 3rd. It's earlier early in the season. Not a big game Uh, like my Twitter poll. So team name Tuesday on a Wednesday. People were or on oh it's Thursday. People were trying really hard to uh, come up with a Turner and Hooch style team name. Got uh really? Turner and Mook. Turner and Scope, which looks funnier when it's written out. Uh Turner and Chooch, which is what Scott said for Carlos Ruiz. And then I think the winner here is from Abdul on
1: Twitter. Turner and Ploof. What do you think? Turner and Ploof is not Awful. Heath
0: Heath was burying his head in his hands, like embarrassed for this segment.
1: I wouldn't say embarrassed so much, just hoping it was going to end soon. Okay, well it's over. Turner and ploof. There you go. Ploof. It disappears.
0: Uh, we got the streaking hitters, like Yonder Yonder Alonso hit his uh, sixth home run yesterday and he hit it off a lefty. So Marwin Gonzalez has five homers in his last five games. Got to talk about Jose Reyes. We still have to do your buy or sell. Here are some news and notes. Miguel Cabrera returned to the lineup. Adrian Beltre could be back at the end of the month. Stephen Wright could need season-ending knee surgery. Jacob Turner was expected to take Joe Ross's place in the Nationals rotation, but he pitched four innings last night, so that won't happen. Not immediately,
1: anyway. Sounds Tra- like A.J. Cole will be pitching this weekend. Okay, A.J. Cole.
0: Travis Darno sat with a sore wrist. Devin Travis, again, this is like one of these stats that I half heard on a broadcast. Maybe you can look it up. But apparently there is some stat based on batted ball data, how hard you're hitting the ball, expected batting average. I've seen expected WOBA. Okay, well, what I heard was that Devin Travis has the biggest difference between expected batting average and actual batting average. At least I think I heard that.
1: Yeah, well, when you have one of the lowest actual averages that (laughs) – that would kind of make sense. I mean, it'd be hard for a guy that was hitting 250 to have an expected average that was much different.
0: He's 41% owned, Devin Travis. He's batting 157. A little bit better lately with four hits and two doubles in his last three games. That was after an 0 for, 0 for like four yesterday or whatever, I think. So, you know, look, just keep it in mind with Travis. He's been a 300 hitter in his career. Jacop- I do think he yeah, has, he has been a little bit unlucky. Okay. So I win. Jacoby Ellsbury sat again. Aaron Hicks batted second and drew three more walks. So we'll find out soon if Ellsbury's going on the DL. If he does, you can think about Aaron Hicks. Uh, Logan Forsyth had a setback. He was pulled, he, he had a broken bone. Now he was uh, pulled with a with hamstring tightness and he will not be coming off the DL. It's Logan Forsyth, uh, this weekend. Tony Walters is on the seven day concussion DL. Dustin Bedroya was back in the leadoff spot. Xander Bogart's batted fifth. Bogarts stole his third base. Of the season, and Jonathan Lucroy batted fifth, uh, so that's better than ninth. And he went 0 for 3 with a walk at Houston. Rangers stink, man. They got trouble there.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Rangers are going to be participating in the uh, postseason this season this year.
0: No, yeah, but it's early. But this this Hamill's thing really hurts them. I feel like their lineup's going to hit. But yeah, this
1: Hamill's thing stinks. All right, buy or sell from our listeners. This is from. Ba- why did my buy or sell make the list? What, what was it? Wade Davis will not give up a run this year. I will sell that, but congratulations on your Wade Davis call. He's been tr- terrific.
0: Now here's, like, the thing is, you, I will not congratulate you fully until he makes it through the entire season without a DL stint. So that's what's on the line. Like, he's gotta go, he's gotta go the entire season without
1: a DL stint. Uh, no, I completely disagree. Cause if Wade Davis had any type of elbow issue currently, they would not be using him like they are and he would not have a zero ERA. But it would, but it might pop up later. Well, that wouldn't be my fault if he gets hurt. But it is go- your
0: fault because he's been on he's had DL stints with an elbow injury two seasons oh. in a row.
1: Nope, oh, I've already won. Okay. <laughs> I'm Chris, tell me I'm right.
0: <laughs> Take your L. Uh buy or sell from Dan. Buy or sell Devin Mezarako, 15 homers, 50 RBIs.
1: Sell. So, I I just have a hard time seeing him get enough plate appearances to do that.
0: owned. He has now caught two straight games, Devin Mezzarocco. So he's owned in the same amount of leagues as Alex Avila. Who would you rather own? Mezzarocco. From Al Williams, buy or sell? This is actually pretty appropriate. Robbie Ray finishes the season under 3.5 ERA, 350 ERA, under 1.3 whip, 210 strikeouts. That just seems a little too good to be true. That's sort of like a best-case scenario for Robbie Ray.
1: Yeah, I I'm I'm going to sell it but he's really close. I I would I would guess he's within like 5% of all of those numbers.
0: Buy or sell from Ernie McCracken, Big earned. You're a Kingpin fan Heath. Uh Kingpin was a pretty decent movie. No, Kingpin is one of the criminally underrated comedies. I think that's criminally what you meant to say.
1: Underrated comedies. I enjoyed it more than Ghostbusters. You you don't like Ghostbusters? Yeah. What is it with Okay. You? Whatever. God, you have more controversial movie takes than I do. At least I'm on the Star Wars thing now. I did like Ghostbusters as a child. Like I watched it when it came out. That was great. But it's another movie that hasn't aged particularly. Well.
0: I don't agree. I think it's aged very well. I, it's, I don't really consider it a comedy. Like it's a funny movie, but it's more of an adventure movie than a comedy. Uh I, And as people know, I like Ghostbusters two more than Ghostbusters one, which is very strange. Terrible. Love that. I love the music. I love the, the Bobby Brown song. Alright, so Ernie McCracken says, buy or sell faulty. Mike Boltanevich gives you top 30 starting pitcher stats, but doesn't get near enough wins to make the top 30.
1: I will sell the first part and buy the second part. <laughs> You're buying that he doesn't get the wins. You're selling the top 30 stats. Right.
0: From Sam, buy or sell Aaron Judge, 40 homers, 110 RBIs this year.
1: Hard sell. Why? He's got 13. I'm going to sell most players getting 40 home run and 110 RBI. He is, his value is probably at its highest point right now.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd say so. From Michael Kidor, buy or sell Marcelo Zuna, top 12 outfielder.
1: This one is a little bit more interesting because I, I I think you could make an argument for him top 25 for sure. And so many guys between the top 12 and top 25 are guys that we're just putting there based on name or based on a really hot start like Eric Thames. I'm going to sell it, but I don't think it's as ridiculous as it sounds.
0: Would you rather have Judge or Ozuna rest of season?
1: I'll still – I'll take Judge. So you think he could be a top 12 outfielder then, Aaron Judge? Uh, No. I'll take Judge and Roto, I was doing on points.
0: Alright. So, I I just want to detour from buy or sell real quick to give another pitcher name that we haven't talked about. We just saw an email come in about him. I don't know what what the deal was with Archie Bradley, but at some point they want him in the rotation. And Chris has brought up the point that Bradley, uh, that Bradley, sorry, I'm just reading an article about him now. Okay. I'll update you. You do you, and we'll just wait. No, but Bradley, uh, he's uh not doesn't have a big arsenal. So that he might not translate to the rotation. It might be that he's the best in the bullpen. But he's someone you should pick up because there's a, there's a good chance – there's a solid chance
1: he's either the closer at some point or in the rotation at some point, and you might want him. I'm using my two DL spots and three other bench spots for guys on the DL. I can't pick up Archie Bradley and wait a month to see if he becomes a starter.
0: All right, well, I'm just saying. Braden, you can in the, in the terrible – league you set up the for the people league with with fifteen million bench spots in, in a sixteen team league. Just How are you guys awesome. doing that league this week? Five and five. Woo. Ian Desmond, two homers, double dong. Um the Diamondbacks are going with Braden Shipley today and not Bradley. So we'll see. It's not happening yet. By ourselves from Joel. Jose Bautista and Gregory Polanco
1: both finished the year outside the top thirty at Outfield. Also, I still believe Polanco is going to get things going. And I I think I've dropped Bautista outside of my top 30, but it's not too far out. I, the, one of them may finish outside, but I don't think both will.
0: Bautista's still walking. I, yeah. I, I think there's a I hot streak coming.
1: Because I've, I've said that same thing, and I think it's at least a good sign that he still has a good eye. I wonder though how much of the fact he's still walking is based on the name that at the back of his jersey says Bautista. And if he continues to struggle with the bat, if people stop pitching around him as much.
0: Well, also the fact that like last night Russell Martin was hitting behind him. You know, like that, they don't have Donaldson in the order. Even, even Bautista right now is probably still the most feared hitter, definitely the most feared hitter, maybe the best hitter in their lineup. Their lineup just kind of stinks except for Steve Pierce, who has three home runs in his last two games. Uh, last one for now, buy or sell from Jonathan. The humidor will have a big effect on Diamondbacks hitting and pitching.
1: Buy, 100%.
0: Now let's expand on that here. It's a very important thing.
1: I think it will, assuming it is the same type of setup that they've got in Colorado, and there's not going to be any type of uh, surprises between now and the time that it's uh, put in place. I would expect it's going to drop home runs at Chase somewhere in the 30-40% range. A lot.
0: That's crazy. That's a lot. Wow. But
1: like, you can go read the articles. I, this isn't something I'm making up or really even opinion of mine. These are all theories based on what we know about it. So. Wow.
0: Yeah, that would have a huge impact. That's but what I'm trying that to sell. Guys, lamb.
1: Yeah, the, the guy that it showed impacting the most in the most recent piece I wrote, and I think it read, I think it was on Fangraphs, uh, was Jake Lamb.
0: Yeah. I got to get him off my team. <laughs> Teams. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, look, have you downloaded the Draft app yet? Trust me, people, this is the best daily fantasy game. You get to draft every day. That's the best part of fantasy. You get to do snake drafts. So download the Draft app. Just search Draft in the app store. It'll be the first result. You can play for free or you can play for money. And your chances of winning money on draft are almost three times better than your chances of winning on FanDuel or DraftKings. And that makes sense to me because I've actually been winning uh, quite – I'm doing very well. So bring it on. Look, you uh, you want some free money. We all like that. Use the promo code FBtoday, as in Fantasy Baseball Today. FBtoday is the promo code when you deposit – you will get a $100 bonus on up to 600 bucks. You basically can get 600 bonus bucks, so that's awesome. It's a simple app. Let's say me, Heath, Chris, Scott, we'd all enter the same contest. We do a snake draft. We fill out the positions we need. I win. I take their money. You can actually play in leagues of up to 10 people. So download the draft app. Use the promo code FBtoday for a 100% bonus on up to $600 when you deposit. Promo code is FBtoday. All right, here are some streaking hitters. I'm going to save time for emails at the end of the show by the way. Cole Calhoun, 67% owned, has, has homered in three straight games. He's batting 353 in his last 7 games. Let's, let's do that. We'll do it by position here. Cole Calhoun, 67% owned. I don't I just really don't care about Cole Calhoun, but he was pretty solid in points leagues last year. He walked a lot. What do you think? Uh you care about Calhoun 67% owned?
1: I understand not caring about Cole Calhoun and with my strategy of drafting outfielders pretty early, I, I was not afraid to fill out my outfield. He's not somebody that i moved to go look for. Uh, but when he was hitting awful, we said we expect him to get back to being Cole Calhoun, which is kind of a borderline starting outfielder in a points league.
0: Yeah, okay. You can plug him in if you need him. Right. Yeah. And now let's talk about these infielders. All these players are shortstop eligible, and they're hot, sort of. Jose Peraza, in his last 10 games, he's batting 289. That's great. He's, he's got a 304 on base and a 311 slugging.
1: The, the, I thought this was a, bit, what are you talking
0: about? Well, this is a revealing hot streak for uh, okay. Peraza. Cause okay. he, even as he's batting 289 in his, and if, if Peraza bats 289 with all the bases he steals, he's gonna be very valuable. But, like, this is his hot streak, and he's got one walk to nine strikeouts, one steal, three runs, he's batting lower in the order. And slugging 311 with a 289 batting average. So this is actually a discouraging hot streak for Peraza. Dansby Damn. Swanson, you know, mild hot streak. He's walked five times in his last three games, eight in his last seven, but not hitting. And then the, the exciting one is, is Jose Reyes, who drove in five yesterday. In the eight games before that, Reyes batting 333 with three homers, two steals, four walks, a strikeout, a double, a triple. So Reyes is the least owned among Peraza, Swanson, and, and, and Reyes. <laughs> um, how would you rank them?
1: I'm going to have to update my rankings, but I would rank them Reyes, Peraza, Swanson. I I don't know why the Braves don't just send Swanson back to the minor leagues. He got almost no time in the minors. That's very realistic. Like it could definitely happen. Yeah, he he had a good really good stretch last year, but we're almost to the point to where this year's sample size is as big as last year's.
0: Right. Yeah, he he's struggling, and I think he was a Babbitt guy last year, right? Swanson, like high Babbitt. I know he had one. Yeah, he had he had a Babbitt. I'm pretty sure, but I think he was uh, I think he was lucky. I think there were indications that Swanson was lucky last year.
1: But as bad as shortstop is, I'm not so sure if Reyes keeps this up for just a little while longer. He he may be pretty close to a borderline top twelve shortstop.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I really thought he was done. So the narrative on Reyes was like he was so bad, and then he went to Colorado and he was fine. But you know, he was done when he was in Colorado. Then he goes to the Mets and gets this power surge, where in in sixty games he hit eight homers with nine steals, you know, and forty five runs. So he was very good for the Mets. Um, But it was like, but he can't really hit those all those home runs. But he's got three now this year. He's only batting 186. Reyes was like one of the worst hitters in baseball for a month. But you gotta get him on your team right now if you need a shortstop. Swanson had a 383 Babip last year. So he had a good Babip. Yeah. Very high. Um, some other guys who are hot. These, these players are all available in 85% of leagues or more. Steve Pierce, three homers in two games. Marwin Gonzalez, five homers in his last five games. Yonder Alonso, uh, he's batting 307. And he's got six homers in 25 games. And he two home runs off lefties this year. He entered the game with seven home runs in his career off lefties. So he entered the season with six. Now he has two this year. Kenny Vargas. Not quite playing every day, but maybe forcing his way into it. It could be at the expense of Robbie Grossman. 364 batting average for Vargas. Two homers. Two walks. Three strikeouts. And six games. Eddie Rosario has a 13-game hitting streak with a 400 batting average. No walks. Ten strikeouts. And Andrew Tolles has a seven-game hitting streak, batting four twenty-three with uh, two homers and two doubles, and that just sucks for Cody Bellinger. But uh, I don't know if it does. I don't look. We say play him instead of Adrian Gonzalez, and sure, like that'd be great for fantasy. I'd be surprised if they did that.
1: I I think the Dodgers early on have been as good as anyone at exploiting the ten-day disabled list. And my completely uninformed speculation is that we're going to see Adrian Gonzalez take a little break. <laughs>
0: That'd be nice. Bellinger, yeah, he's 75% owned, so he's appropriately owned. He's also a lefty, so it's not like he could platoon with Jock Peterson. Um, well, maybe he could. I mean, you might as well have any lefty other than Jock Peterson in there. Uh, but, okay, so I named Steve Pierce, Marwin Gonzalez, Yonder Alonso, Kenny Vargas, Eddie Rosario, Andrew Tolles. Do you have any interest in these guys?
1: In a standard league, probably not. Tolls might be the most interesting, just because he could have some appeal in a deep Roto League, maybe pick you up some steals. Uh, Vargas I own in an, a couple of AL-only leagues, and I thought that he... I I, like I I think if he doesn't have the foot problem in spring training, he's probably the DH to start the year. I think he's their best, best option at DH. I'm hoping they start using there regularly. I know Chris has been big on Alonzo with the increased fly ball rate. Hitting one off a lefty makes a big difference because he wasn't even playing against lefties.
0: Yeah, I looked for Yonder Alonzo in a couple of leagues. I actually saw he was available in our For the People podcast league. Just the problem is corner infield is not an area that I need help in in most leagues. So I I couldn't justify it. But I do think there's an owner out there that might be able to use Yonder Alonzo, who's right now having a career season. Uh, um, we'll see how long it lasts, but that was good stuff. But just be aware, he, he might sit against most, if not all lefties going forward. Uh, let's talk about some pitchers and then we'll do emails and tweets. Drew Pomeranz, uh, no, whatever. You're not doing anything with Pomeranz based on yesterday. But, but it, it is interesting that he has thrown around a hundred pitches in every start. He hasn't thrown more than six innings yet and maybe the Red Sox are being a little cautious with Drew Pomeranz based on the elbow injury. Uh, Gio Gonzalez has walked three or more In four straight starts, including seven yesterday. And the results have still been fine. But is Gio, can you sell high? Would you sell high on Gio?
1: I don't think you can sell high. I've got him as a top 50 starting pitcher. I think that's probably pretty close to the highest of any of us. I think he's he's a pretty nice number four starter, which means every once in a while he's going to be awful. He got away with being awful in this game and still only gave up one run, struck out eight. Uh, I'm, I don't, if you could get number three starting pitcher value for him, sure, so high. So would you take
0: Luis Severino for Gonzalez?
1: That, that probably depends on the state of my pitching staff. You're in Florida. Right, I am in Florida. Oh, I'm the other saying, state, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> do I have a pretty solid staff? Still, after all these injuries and Gonzalez is my number four or five, yes, absolutely. Have I been ravaged by injuries and now Gonzalez is like my second or third best pitcher? Probably not.
0: Okay. Do you think Kendall Graveman is droppable after a bad start? Yep. All right.
1: He's a streaming guy again. The breakout, I'm just completely done with it.
0: Bob Melvin said, one of those days the ball was just running off the plate for him. Every now and then you run into a day like that. Do you think that Irvin Santana, no, excuse me, Hector Santiago, I see similarities between the two, Hector Santiago is under own, 270 ADRA now, but uh, seven walks over his last two starts, which is bad.
1: Do I say? don't, I don't think 47% is really that far out of the range. I could see it being just a little bit higher when he has a two start week or he has a good matchup that week. I could see it falling lower when he inevitably gets crushed one of these games.
0: All right, let's finish off with some emails and tweets from Eric Mitchell. Here's a guy we haven't talked about, not Eric Mitchell, but also the guy he emailed us about. DJ LeMayhew was just dropped in my league. What do I do? Ten-team head-to-head categories league. LeMayhew was dropped.
1: I know we've got a character limit on Twitter, but I need a little bit more information.
0: Yeah, it was a tweet, not an
1: email. Right. Um I don't... I don't know that you have to go pick him up. It just depends on who you have. I don't have LeMahieu in my top 10 second baseman. Is it a league where you start a middle infielder? Then he's a must-add. go must
0: add. If you need batting average, I, I think the fact that he's hit three oh one and three forty eight in his last two games, in the last two seasons, excuse me, I think you get LeMahieu. It's just like he's just been a weird hitter. I
1: but, just don't know who you're going to start him over. Like there's – Thirteen different second basemen. I'd rather start them. Give me
0: a. Give me a. Who's right ahead of Lemayhu? Uh, Jonathan VR. Yeah. Ian Kinsler. K- oh, Jason- Kinsler got hurt yesterday. Forgot to mention that. Jason Kipnis. Yeah, Kipnis has been terrible. Kipnis does he- not earned- have an extra base hit yet. But I'd still start him. I don't know if I'd start him over Lemayhu, but I don't
1: him over Lemayhu. Jose Ramirez, Rugnet Door, Gene Segura. So
0: LeMahieu is batting just 250 at home. And like last year, let's see, last year he batted 391 at home. 2000.
1: They, I think they've got all home games next week. 2015 LeMahieu.
0: he batted 321 at home, so I, I think there's more home production coming for DJ LeMahieu. He's just not that good. Like, you know, one year, last year he had some pop. He, he had a great slugging percentage, very, for him. The year before that he stole like 23 bases. But I, if he doesn't do that, Then he's not. Then he's just empty batting average. Let's maybe some runs. All right, John Patrick. What do I do with Cesar Hernandez? Do I sell him while he's still the number four second baseman?
1: If you can get somebody to give you that type of value for him, yes, I probably would. I've got Cesar Hernandez right behind Lemayhew in my rest of season rankings. I think they're kind of similar. I was trying to compare
0: Cesar Hernandez and Chris Owings because I feel like the career track records were fairly similar like underwhelming didn't really do much and this year they're having great years And Owings much better Owings homer again yesterday and then I looked at the minor league numbers Owings definitely had better minor league numbers like I don't I just don't really see anything in Hernandez that makes me think he's going to be valuable in fantasy
1: I would expect him to hit right around 300 he I I wouldn't be surprised if he scores 100 runs this year and I think he's going to steal 20 bases so, that's valuable. And that, that's
0: li- valuable, yeah, for sure. Right. L- last that- year, last year he had
1: two ninety four and
0: with seventeen steals in one hundred fifty five games. Right. It's the four home runs already for Hernandez that are weird because you know the and last I don't two think seasons he can seasons really season.
1: take anything out of that. I don't. He's not going to hit home runs.
0: Okay. Uh, this is from Andrew. Hmm. Okay. Uh, who are some DL pitchers to stash? I was looking for the question within the email there. Who are some d l pitchers to stash Tyson Ross, Rodon, Mats, Manaya, Carter Caps, Drew Smiley, who do you like in that group? Ross, Rodon, Mats, Manaya, caps, Smiley
1: like who is this jerk that he doesn't have any pitchers on his team already on the DL? Only <laughs> your pitchers are healthy uh no, I, Rodon, Mats. I'm still holding caps for a little while longer. I'm not that excited about Drew Smiley. Um, and I don't think Mania is really a DL stash because I expect him to pitch next week.
0: He is going to pitch, I think, on Monday? I think the 8th he's supposed to come off the DL. I believe that's Monday. I Minaya. hope that happens. Uh, here's a question from Tom in Illinois. What's the current market for John Gray in a 12-team points league? With aces dropping left, dropping left and right, I'm wondering if someone wouldn't overpay with a big bat for John Gray.
1: I don't think anyone's going to overpay with a big bat for John Gray. Um, I've got him currently in the Kenta Jared Ikoff, Robbie Ray range. I'll probably move Ray up ahead of those guys. He's a number four starter. I, I don't, I, he has upside, but those core starts and a little bit of health concerns.
0: Yep. That's for John Gray from Matt. Where's the worryometer on Xander Bogart? Snow home runs and three steals. One? Man, like, there's... He's going to hit home runs. Well? He hit 21 last year, and uh, I think he's going to hit home runs. I the thought.
1: problem is we didn't get any quotes from Xander Bogarts, or I didn't at least, before the season telling me what he was going to focus on this year. Well, he did say he wanted to steal 20 bases, and now he has three. So he's probably going to do that, I guess, because he told us he was going to hit home runs last year, and he hit 21, which was by far his <laughs> career high. He told us he's gonna hit for average in 2015 and he hit 320. I, no, I'm not really worried. I I guess, I guess I shouldn't make it such a certainty that Bogart's gonna hit home runs, but I still believe in him. I do. He's going to be valuable even if he doesn't hit home runs is what I would say. Look at the
0: Red Sox, they're just not hitting. You know, they're not, by the way, uh, I think John Farrell is first or second manager to get fired this year. Why? Ask the Red Sox fans. They hate, I think they hate John Farrell. Fans don't get to decide that. Because he just hasn't been that good. And I think he makes very questionable decisions with pitching, bullpens, stuff like that. Like he does a lot of head scratching things. I, I I just think I think the perception is that John Farrell is not that good of a manager, and that they've underachieved under him.
1: I think the Red Sox are probably going to the World Series.
0: I think they're firing their manager, then they might go to the World Series. Okay. Uh Ask Red Sox fans. I really think they don't like him. I'm curious, no, Red I, Sox... I,
1: but I don't think that's really relevant. It,
0: it is because they know for... because they know better than we do. When you watch a guy on a, on an everyday basis,
1: no, I I kind of get what you're saying, but they also are clouded by emotion, and like that does not know is maybe not the right word to use there. Well.
0: I'm trying to find a John Farrell on the hot seat article and it's not popping up yet, but maybe it will. We'll, we'll trend it.
1: It'll look, look on a Red Sox blog. That's, that's where <laughs> you'll probably find it.
0: Uh, Steve, grade the trade, points league, RP eligibility, give Dylan Bundy, get Gregory Polanco.
1: Yeah, I'd give him a uh, solid B for that. Polanco has
0: the potential to be one of the best buy low candidates. Like, if we still believe in him, we still think he's going to be good because he's been one of the worst everyday hitters. However, I think he has six or seven steals, which is nice. But if we think he's going to turn it around, like I might just, I might just give it a shot and try to buy low on Polanco because he's just
1: been awful. How are you going, are you going to buy from yourself? You own him everywhere. I own Gregory Polanco in one stinking league <laughs> with Scott. With Scott. <laughs> with Scott made you. Scott made you take. No,
0: me. no, we were pumped about that. We had Polanco in our queue for like eight picks. And we were fired up to get him.
1: Ugh.
0: Uh, yeah, so that's team scam for you. And, uh, Michelangelo, oh, this is from Tim. Hey, Michelangelo, Pablo, and Bob.
1: Oh, those are great artists. Who's Bob? Happy Little Trees.
0: Oh. <laughs> all right. I'm going to, I'm going to paint a little picture of Gaddis here for you. And I'm going to draw, I'm going to draw catcher rankings for you. And you all rank him as a, as a top nine catcher. And he looks great in the box. But he hasn't started two of the last three games. I'm gonna draw a lineup card and I'm not gonna put Evan Gaddis in there right now. Uh this is all improv, by the way. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um should I move on from Evan Gaddis is the question.
1: Uh no. There's not any other good catchers. No, he's so. the
0: number five catcher in points leagues.
1: I think he's number five in Roto.
0: And he is no, he is not. You fool. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in Roto. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth in points, seventh in roto.
1: That's weird. He was fifth in roto yesterday. Well, Jet Bandy was fourth. Well,
0: then it was maybe Avila. I don't know Salvador. Oh, McCann. Okay. Yeah, McCann homered yesterday. I think right. McCann's having a nice year. Twelve walks, ten
1: strikeouts. Good year for McCann. I, I was wrong about Brian McCann being done. It's early what was that little sound you made? Were you very... You it's st- early. That was a eh. happiness hearing me say that. No, or it was it was a, a skeptical like of McCann. Oh, okay, a skepticism.
0: All right, we're uh, we're gonna end the show, friends. Uh, it's say it's all the Bob Ross I could do. For Heath Cummings, I'm Bazer. Thanks for hanging out during the two man show. We'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody.